Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. We're going to start our build-up to the forthcoming referendums formally tonight. We're going to have debates on each of the amendments that are being proposed on the coming Tuesday nights. But tonight we're joined by the Chair of the Referendum Commission, Ms Justice Mary Baker. Thank you very much for taking the time to join us. And, and just exp- very much. And just explain briefly, first of all, what the actual Referendum Commission is, what it does, why it's there. We're permanently established as a statutory body 12 months ago now, and we have a lot of functions around elections generally. We also have some far-reaching functions of research and education, and ultimately we will have certain functions to require the removal of certain information that is regarded as disinformation or misinformation um, in online advertising. That part of our, our power hasn't yet been commenced, but we do have the powers of the old referendum commissions and at the moment we're engaged in an information campaign around these two referendums. Okay, so let's take the first referendum and the concept of family in the constitution. So what is in the constitution at present which might or might not be changed? Well, I'll tell you what's there. Article 41.1 of the constitution is situated within that part of the constitution that deals with fundamental rights and This particular article contains a recognition of the importance of the family unit in society and amounts to a recognition by the Constitution that the family unit has rights which cannot be taken from it. A unit, we're talking about a family unit. And that's why the the F has a capital um, F, to reflect the fact that it's a unit rather than the individuals. The It is undoubtedly the case, and it was confirmed only four weeks ago by a Supreme Court decision, that the family recognised in the Constitution is the family founded on marriage. And what's proposed is to add another means of recognition of the family unit, and that is to... The proposal is to recognise such family units as are founded on durable relations. Okay, if just hold now, you there one second, if you don't mind, because what I want to do for listeners is read to them the exact articles which they have the option yes, that, to remove. That's a good idea, indeed, because people can't decide what to vote if they don't know what's there. Okay, so Article 41.1.1 is the state recognises the family as the natural primary and fundamental unit group of society and as a moral institution possessing inalienable and imprescriptible rights antecedent and superior to all positive law. And then Article 41.3.1 says the state pledges itself to guard with special care the institution of marriage on which the family is founded and to protect it against attack. So, what do the proposals do? First of all, the easier part of this is it is not proposed to remove the special protection from marriage. 41.3.1 recognises the importance of the institution of marriage and it's not proposed to remove that. What is proposed is to change the definition of family 
Sorry, I'm just going to have to hold you saying we, we are losing you there, please. Unfortunately, there is uh, a loss of voice. What I'm going to do, actually, while we get Miss Justice Mary Baker, chair of the referendum, back on a better line, is I'm going to read to you what is proposed in the new Article 41.1.1. It will say, the state recognises the family. And these are the words that will be added in. Whether founded on marriage or on other durable relationships, comma, as the natural, primary and fundamental unit group of society, and we have all the other things that I read earlier. And then in Article 41.3.1, there are six words to be deleted. Because when it says the state pledges to itself to guard with special care the institution of marriage, the following six words would be deleted, on which the family is founded. Okay, so I think we have the chair of the referendum commission, uh, Miss Justice Mary Baker, back with us. So, just explain. Yeah, explain those things first of all. Whether founded on marriage or on other durable relationships. The durable relationship is a new phrase. It hasn't been found in the Constitution before this. So it will have ultimately to be interpreted and ultimately that interpretation happens by the, from the courts. But having said that, the expression is found in European, in European instruments and words like it, continuing, uh, enduring relationships are found in our case law and found in... Um, the, the, the legislation which allowed for civil partnership and which recognised the certain rights of people who cohabit. So while it's a new constitutional phrase, it does have some legal background and some legal context, as it were. Um, and in those contexts, and I can't say to you that the word in the constitution will, will be interpreted in exactly the same way as it's found in that, that legislation and those European instruments. But what they have said is that a durable relationship is one that's continuing, one that's committed, one that presents itself as a unit, one that's treated as a unit, um, and one that intends to be enduring. And you, you show that your relationship is committed in, a lot, in lots of different ways, including, for example, living together, having bank accounts together. It's not essential that you would, but they're the elements of it. And in fact, one of the cases um, which identified some of the features of the cohabitation enduring relationship was a case where the, in, the, the, the way in which the man looked after his partner when she was sick and the fact that he was the chief mourner at her funeral, that suggested that that was part of his commitment and people recognised that he was, of course, her partner and it was his grief that they were coming to console. So, as you can imagine... Each case depends on its own facts, but if the courts are to look at it, it, we expect they will be influenced by that kind of thinking. Okay, and when the words on which the family is founded is removed, that's not going to be replaced by anything else, is it? No, well, the reason for if you think of it, it's logical. If you add in a phrase that recognises that the family is based on marriage and other durable relationships, then when you come to talk about marriage... You can't identify it as being that on which marriage is found, family is founded because you've got a contradiction between the two phrases. Because there are lots and of families I, where there's not a marriage. 
Yeah. And just let me explain. If, if, it, it's quite, this is, of course, nothing is simple in law, but I'm trying to make it as simple as possible um, by, by saying that it's logical to remove the second part if you accept the first change. Because when the Supreme Court came to look at the, at the family unit in the O'Mara case, they were persuaded by the existence of those words defining marriage on which the family is founded. They were persuaded by that fact to come to the conclusion that marriage was the foundation of the family. So if we want to change the foundation of the family to marriage or other durable relationships, then you have to take that phrase out of the okay. out of Article 41.3.1. Uh, it, it, you just have to think that it's a step that has to be taken if the first change is made, because otherwise you've two clashing phrases in the Constitution, you've two clashing definitions, as it were. Okay. The care amendment is the second the thing that we're been asked to vote on. One. Okay, um, and can I just clarify something here? There has been a suggestion that this is about the place of women in the home. That is not a phrase that is actually in the Constitution, is it? It's not, it's not. The, in fact, it's quite different. There, has, there have been people saying that the Constitution says the woman's place is in the home, and it definitely doesn't say that. What it says now is that the state recognises, the Constitution, in other words, recognises that the work that women do in the home is fundamental to the common good in society. And then it goes on to say that the state would endeavour to ensure that women don't have to go out to work to the neglect of their duties in the home. That's the phrase in the Constitution, the neglect of their duties in the home. So it doesn't say women's places in the home, but what it does do is it recognises that by working at home, women provide an essential element of the common good and society. Um, so it, it, it has been slightly... Sometimes it's just that people want shorthand, you know, the women in the home referendum, but that's not the correct description. It's about work and care that women do in the home. It's not about leaving them in the house. Um, and in fact, if you look later in the Constitution in Article 45, it recognises that women are economic actors in the same way as men are. So they do work outside the home and they're, in, and they're entitled to be treated as economic okay. actors. Okay, I want to society. read the two articles which will be removed Excellent. if people decide that's what they want in the referendum. In particular, the state recognises that by her life within the home, woman gives to the state a support without which the common good cannot be achieved. That's Article 41.2.1 and it is followed by an Article 41.2.2. The state shall shall therefore endeavour to ensure that mothers shall not be obliged by economic necessity to engage in labour to the neglect of their duties in the home. The suggestion That's for the... Yeah. So there's a suggestion to replace those two with this, which I will read. The state recognises that the provision of care by members of a family to one another by reason of the bonds that exist among them gives to society a support without which the common good cannot be achieved and shall strive to support such provision. So, what difference would that make if it replaced the other two? Well, firstly, it makes the recognition of work in the home 
more gender neutral. It's not just women or mothers. It's not just the value of their work that's recognised. It's the value of any person of any gender who works, who, who cares for families. Um, it removes the provision that suggests that the state would endeavour to ensure that women wouldn't have, mothers wouldn't have to go out to work to neglect of their duties in the home. And it simply says instead of that, that the state would strive to support care within families. Strive is a word that's also found in, in another place in the Constitution and it's understood to be to try hard. It's not a guarantee. No, it's not a guarantee. And in fact, the provision that's there, 41.1, uh, um, the sorry, 41, 41.2, the existing care provision, the recognition of women's care, isn't a guarantee either and has never been treated by the courts as a guarantee. Okay. People will get the chance to vote when? The 8th of March. It's a Friday. It's actually two weeks today. Um, and the polling stations are open from 7 in the morning until 10 at night. Um, and the polling cards should be arriving now, I think. And what about the information booklets? Is everyone going to have an information booklet? They should have. The booklets are arriving. um, And I, in fact, I got my own this morning. No, yesterday morning. Um, They're arriving. I got my own in Cork. They're arriving um, through on post, which is delivering 150,000 a day. This referendum was called only four weeks ago. So we've had quite quite a job to get them printed, printed, delivered, translated into Irish and to get the wording agreed in in the booklet. So we're happy that everybody will have them by the end of next week, I think, is, is our, our aim. Okay. But I think they should be they should be arriving in people's houses. And in fact, I was in the market in Cork this morning doing uh, just chatting to people and encouraging them to vote. And I think everybody said they'd had their booklet. Um, But the other thing I should say is we have a very active uh, website, electoralcommission.ie, the referendum part of the website, and it's been kept up to date. So we we have a frequently asked questions section so people who want to know a bit more about this can look that up uh, because the the leaflet, the booklet has a certain amount of information, but not as much as you put on a website. Okay, thank you very much for that, Miss Justice Mary Baker, Chair of the Referendum Commission. So we're going to do two specials here on The Last Word in advance of those referendums, which are this day fortnight. The first one will be next Tuesday, when we will have a debate, hearing from both sides, the yes side and the no side, in relation to the family amendment. And then the following week, we will have another debate on the Tuesday on what's known as the care amendment. So we will hear both sides equally and fully in relation to both of these proposed changes to the Constitution. And I will not be taking any sides. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today and